Hello and welcome to the Deep Roots Podcast. Today you're getting a special edition of us sitting in a little lounge where we're just sitting having a cigar. And uh, Richard and I were talking and just kind of wanted to share with you guys some of our conversations. So Richard, my question to you is where are you finding joy these days? Yeah, Chris, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, Can you sound more like a radio announcer? Yeah, <laughs> I really could. No, I mean, I, just thinking about joy, I mean, I, 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 having that conversation um, in life right now, there's a lot of things that can easily take away the joy of our lives that take away from being able to experience the goodness of God, if you will, um, and just being able to breathe in life. But I mean, if I'm thinking from a personal standpoint of what's going on in my life, I think um, one of the things that's been the most joyful for me has been just the the space. One of the things I think, especially over this last these last months has been the space and time that God has allowed me to have, especially in my mornings. Um, I've always been a, a morning person, one that's, uh, um, but uh, in, in this season, there's there's been less rush in the morning before the hecticness of the day comes. And I've loved being able to just to get up and either sit in my living room chair or, or even go out by my fire pit, walk around my neighborhood a little bit and just, spend some time talking with God, uh, spend some time maybe doing nothing, uh, sitting in silence. I think there's a lot of joy in that because there's, in the world we live in, there's always so much that can take away from joy. There's always so many distractions. And for that, those moments, um, there's, there's the ability to, to let all that go, to invite God into it, let, invite God into just, um, just speaking to my life a little bit, you know, and I think that's been that's been a good good thing um, for for me for for my life. Um, it's gone beyond way beyond just morning devotions and journaling and all that stuff, but really just being able to breathe in the morning. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's been a huge source of joy for me, and, and one uh, and a practice that that I've. Um, I'm thankful has has grown, has become um, a more prominent part of my day to day life. Um, so yeah, that's I, I would say. I mean, and, and there's more, uh, but if for my first answer, I think that would be it. That would be kind of the my, my source of, of of joy is is that along coupling with the um, the time and the fellowship I get to have with you, Chris, as well as. Um, with our brothers, with our, our Holy Smokes group. You know, we have, we have a group of men we get together with every week now, and that's been so good. The, the, there's no pressure. There's no, um, there's no need to perform. There's, no, no, there's just the goodness of being there and being present with one another and sharing life, even talking about things that really don't matter, I think is good. I think the pressure of it all is um, when you when you get around the circle of uh, things is is really unloading. Whether it's
part of life now. I think it's been has been a really good thing uh, for me personally. Um, but I won't. Uh, now I'm going to let you share that a little bit. I'd like for you to share from your own standpoint, Chris. What where is it that you find joy in your life right now, and how are you able to cultivate that? Oh, now I have to answer my own question. Um, so earlier this summer, uh, my wife and I decided to put up a swing set for our kids. <clears throat> and it actually ended up being more of a salvation for us, I think. Um, and uh, it, it didn't all go as planned, but I'll say that that's probably one of the big things. There's a number of times where the day hasn't been going super well when I get back or whether it be a weekend and my wife gets to say, hey kids, you want to go out and swing? And so we go out and swing. And sometimes during the summer it gets too hot to where we can't swing because uh, those seats will, you know, basically turn your butt into something that can be served for dinner. <laughs> But yeah, that's one. Um, and an odd one that sort of came up was uh, my wife and I got a piano recently. And that surprisingly, so the girls just plunking away at it during the day is <laughs> the sounds of their chaotic joy <laughs> is something to get used to. Uh, but surprisingly for me, I started playing the piano a little bit and I would hear like a worship song like a lean back the capital city music version yeah. so I I went on to YouTube and found out capital city music how like what are the chords and so there's a number of days there'll be a couple of days in in the last few weeks and in the weeks to come I think where I'll just sit down and and just start playing it it's three chords to play the main part. I haven't gotten to the bridge yet, but uh, do that. And then also uh, Hillsong's So Will I, uh, One Billion Times. There's a really beautiful piano version of that. And gosh, there was just the other night, it was one of those nights, rare nights, where we had, like, we didn't have the TV on. We weren't really doing, like, that thing where we sit on our phones or anything. Um, and the rain was falling pretty steadily on the roof, and we could hear it pretty well. And I just got this wild hair up my ass, and I went and sat at the piano and just started playing around with it. And out of it came what I think was actually a pretty beautiful melody, and like Catherine loved it. She, she really liked it. So that was great. And gosh, that lasted for a solid like 20 minutes to half hour. She was... Um, setting up for our school, uh, our homeschool curriculum, and I was just playing with the rain. I just played what I felt like the rain was was sounding like on a piano, and that was really beautiful. So those are just a couple spots for me. Do you have a follow-up question? Oh, do I have a follow-up question? That's interesting. No, I love, I love that, the whole... Um, thing of just being able to try and things out like that on the piano. Oh, yeah. oh that's so good. To just being able to do that. And um, I remember as a kid, we had this big piano 
growing up, um, a lot of the keys didn't work over and they started breaking down, but that would just be fun just to get on that thing and just clunk away and at different, different songs. I, I couldn't read music for nothing, but I knew certain tunes that I could, I could figure out from here in a song here or there. And that's just, that's so good. Oh man. Um, so, um, Gosh, a follow-up question to, to, to Joy. You know, when you think about that, um, I'll ask you first, and then maybe I'll answer the same question, of what, finding those times of joy, those sources of joy, what is that actually doing for you right now? And when, when you think about what that's doing for your soul, for your heart, how, how is that really, um, how is that impacting you right now? That's kind of so. Just okay. Here's a moment of joy. We're trying this podcast with no cuts <laughs> because it's because it's too much work to cut these things, and we're just dying because we're just hacking through this. So you guys are getting to hear this. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Richard's like doesn't know what to say. I don't know what to say. So it's great. Um, but yeah, like, well, what is that doing for us? Um, hmm. as you were talking about, like, what is joy doing for you? The first thing I thought of was oddly enough, discipline. Um, because to have those times of joy has actually taken a lot of work to build the playset. It overall cost about four to five hundred dollars because I had to get the materials and then we could have bought one like from Walmart but I was adamant that I wanted a playset that adults could swing on mm. it took a lot of work and uh, I actually busted myself in the teeth with a hammer putting together that thing it was my own fault but just to say that these things don't come with no Sacrifice. You don't just, hey, I'm going to do this fun thing. It's not like picking up a controller and playing a video game. The things that yield the most joy actually take a large amount of work. Um, and just moments like that, uh, being able to play late at night after all the kids have gone to bed, that happened because I recently got a dumb phone. And, and um, because... <sighs> because I was getting consumed by my smartphone during the day and late at night, my wife and I would actually both sit on our phones and scroll through Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. For me, it's YouTube. Um, and that would just rob our nights of real good, slow and settled connection. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not without cost. So, and what that's doing is, it's it's hard to describe, but it brings about this deep, settled rest in my soul. When even if I go out after a long day with a beer in one hand and the other hand pushing my kid on the swing, that does something instead of just sitting inside and taking that time to hack my way through the piano and play some really bad songs on the way to some better ones. 
that took the discipline of turning off the smartphone or getting rid of the smartphone and then being vulnerable enough to risk messing up and showing how bad of a piano player I am. So that's that's my response to it. Like, what, what do you think about the, the road to joy and what that's cultivating? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, there's a lot of different things I can think about. And, and I'll just say, I mean, there's definitely some, like you said a minute ago, um, of the work sometimes that goes into cultivating joy, working on the swing set for you. Because, um, like, other things I, I really love doing, like like Amber and I, we'll, um, we love sitting on our front porch. We'll sit out there and just rock, and, and, and especially if there's a rainstorm, just sit out there and just and just watch, listen to the rainfall and stuff. But then other things we've done, like earlier this year, you know, you, you, um, we had the fire pit that we carved out a, a few years back on the side of my house. Um, but, um, back in the spring, we decided one day, it was like a, just a, out of the mill, let's just clear some more space up there. Um, because I could hang one hammock up, but it was like, we got some more trees we could hang hammocks with, let's make some more space. So I went out there with a chainsaw, um, and started hacking a few more trees down, some of the smaller trees in, in around that area, just open up this bigger space, um. There it is, um, and it, it was just good. It was so we got out there together, or just and, and got to work on it. You know, um, where uh, um, Amber helped. Um, I did a lot of the main cuts, and then she would move debris out of the way, and, and and all that stuff. And it was just it was good seeing that come together over the course of that day, um, and, and then the end result at the end of the day where we had three hammocks hanging out there and we can just sit out there and just, and just swing and, and relax. And it was just, it was good all around. Um, and there was a lot of, a lot of sweat, a lot of work went to it, but we're like, you know, it's, it, it's another way of just, of, of taking more, um, uh, mastery over our domain and making use of it in, in another way that really cultivates more joy of being, of having a place where we can, another place in our small half acre where we can um, just have some space to, to, to relax, you know? And what it does uh, in a lot of sense for me, um, it just, I don't know, it, it just really, uh, I feel like it just, it draws me closer to God, you know? I, I think because um, there's, there's the... Um, in the movie, The Legend of Bagger Vance, uh, the older Hardy Greaves, he says something. They say that God's most pleased when his children are at play. He says that line. And I think that it's, it's that same kind of thing where I think it helps draw almost a deeper uh, a union there with God of, um, of just being out there with him and, and, and doing partly what we were meant to do of really reigning and ruling over our domain, if you will. Um, and so it, it's done a lot there, um, as well as uh, um, it leads to more, um, builds a desire to, 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 to try more things out, right? Uh, of, of, of just trying new, trying different, uh, even weird things. Um, like one of, one of the things I love to do is, is I love trying baking out, right? And, um, and, <laughs> 
baking cake. For the record, I just learned this um, like three days ago. So, yes, this is a little weird. Please continue. Oh, man, that's definitely been my weird. Um, it started a few years ago with just baking desserts and um, for Thanksgiving. The first thing I ever tried making was a pecan pie. And, oh, my gosh, if you had the first one I ever tried. Okay, check this out. This is what happened, and I'm going to share this with all of you. My family laughs whenever we talk about this because you put the ingredients together. This was a recipe we got from my grandma years back, and um, you put vanilla extract, right? It's just it's part of the flavoring. You put, add vanilla extract to it. But right next to the vanilla extract was another bottle that looked exactly the same. Oh, dear. Black food coloring. Oh, dear. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until I'm... And Amber's just sitting there watching me mix this thing together, and then I see the black come out. And she just sees a look on my face like, oh, crap. I just screwed this up. So it looked like freaking crude oil. Yeah. But we went with it. <laughs> yes. I didn't start over. We went with it, and it was terrible. Oh, but um, but yes. but that was something, you know, went back into it. It's like, you know what? I'm doing that again. So now, you know, uh, now that's become the thing where I've, I've really uh, mastered making that from scratch of, doing the crust and all that stuff, the, the pie crust and everything and, and, and making all that has been um, fantastic. And now making different cakes. And earlier this year I did um, uh, these large pretzels and mm. uh, donuts and things like that. It just, um, so we did these maple bacon donuts. And those are, <laughs> man, those are a, a dangerous thing, but there's so much joy in it. And, and for me personally, I love that because it's, I love the process, mm -hmm. right? Um, and <clears throat> you have all these things, and, and, not, and you know, people love the um, the insta instapot things and all that stuff, yeah. and that make cooking faster. I love the process that goes into having to bake something, the preciseness of putting it all together, um, and, and then knowing that that leads to the product being better quality, the end result of it all, and and for me. I look at that, it cultivates or a, 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 um, builds this kind of reminder of what um, even my walk with the Lord is meant to be, right? It's all these little intricate pieces that take place that come together over time that eventually, but not until I step into eternity, becomes the end result of all the little work, all the little things, all the little work. So that's kind of that um, that process, and that's what I've really um enjoy doing and that's kind of how I look at it um the whole process of baking and so I'm always looking for something new to try out uh with all that and it's it's fun I mean but um for me uh, it just it really helps to um it, it it keeps me more rooted I think um in um in kind of um the important things because it, it's in those processes and in those things and in those times when I'm completely disconnected from the other, all the other chaos. Like when Amber and I were building that clear in that space, it was in the midst of all this, um, uh, COVID-19 crap starting up. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, for that, for that time, um, I didn't have to think about any of that. Mm. Then none of that was, we didn't have, it wasn't part of the conversation or anything like that. So that's, uh, and I think that's the kind of the good thing in all that. It draws you away from the things that are less than important mm -hmm. 
that the world tries to tell you is important, but is not, um, yeah. and brings you back uh, to the things that are that are more important. So that's that's a lot of what's done for me. Um, and I, you know, um, I don't know. I, I think the the more joy we're meant to have, um, joy in this life, and and we're supposed to have joy in the midst of all the hard things that this world has and the hardest things that we deal with in life. And I think it's important. The more we can cultivate that, I believe that just, it helps draw us. Um, um, it helps, um, even what Peter says, it helps build and show a more genuine faith when you're able to really cultivate um, and, and find joy in the midst of the hardest trials and the most difficult circumstances in life. Um, so that's, um, uh, and that's that's the word that God gave both Amber and I as we started this year, coming off a year that was um, we was already chaotic before we got into 2020. Um, it's uh, he kept telling us that to 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 remind us to to find joy, to stay in joy, and that joy is important, and it's and that's been the important thing. As hard as things seem on the surface it doesn't define or change anything about the trueness of who we are. So yeah. that's, um, I mean, you can get really deep with that, but it's, it's the reality. It's truth. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I don't know. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? So as you're talking, you're reminding me of, uh, part of a book that I read by David Brooks, uh, called the social animal. And he cites some studies where, he, he notes how certain government agencies were trying to put money into uh, incentives for people to make a better life for themselves. And the takeaway of it, and I'm, I am totally destroying like the summary of this book, but the takeaway of part of that book was what you need in order to affect real change in a person you need you can't just change your in uh you can't just change the person you need to change the environment that the person is in and something about that really clicked with me and i realized that i have been working so hard to just muscle my way to a better life with god a more united life with him and to more joy, uh, you know, godly joy. But what I didn't realize is that I, I've been working so hard when all I really need to do, well, not the only thing, but the much easier way to do that is to create an environment in my home where God is the center. And I'm not talking Bible reading. I'm not talking about praying. Those things are essential, but we already know those things. What I don't know how to do is how to have play and joy be a standard part of my day. So that's where earlier this summer, I really felt strongly that for our family, we needed to build a play set and not just one for the kids. It needed to be for adults too. And my wife and I have swung on those swings quite a bit. Um, and we plan to swing on them even more when the temperature goes down again. And uh, that, so like it was five hundred ish dollars for that playset. It was another five hundred dollars for that piano, and another seventy five to get it tuned, which was actually a pretty good deal. And uh, we just got it tuned. And I gotta say that having that piano, that huge 
<laughs> thing sitting in our living space invites us to play it. And I got to say, the fruit of working to change the environment that I live in has yielded more results than years of just sheer willpower and well-meaned prayers and well-meaned quiet times with Bible reading. Just it, There's been these subtle shifts that have taken place by changing the environment that we're in. And I really, I hear that when you talk about trimming trees and creating space, like you're literally changing the environment so you can play. And um, I would say the same thing has happened with our Friday night meetings, our, our Holy Smokes meetings. We have created and built into our weekly schedule every Friday, you know, unless, you know, somebody's doing something, which it happens. We, you know, we have lives. Uh, we meet and sit for just a couple hours and just have, have a cigar or two and maybe have a glass of whiskey, maybe have a beer. Like we don't get crazy with it, but we create an environment, a space where men can interact outside of the need to go over this next Bible study. And I think the, especially during COVID-19, I, that has been a saving grace for me, I feel more connected with the body of Christ in a very real way, like actually really living life on life with a brother and brothers in Christ through those times than years of church attendance mm. and small groups. So response if you have one. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And I'd, I'd, I'd wholly agree with you on that, I mean, just that, uh, what that, what those Friday nights have meant, um, for me personally, and I'd, I'd, I'd gather for, as you were talking about, and for the other men that are a part of it as well, um, it has just lent itself to be a place of, of real life and on life to happen, and Without any of the pressure, without any of the, like I think I said earlier, the need to perform, the need yeah. to, to 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 do things, and and I I love being able to 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 try you know uh, leading groups of men and all that, and I, I love all that stuff, um, you know, and that's that's why we do the Anvil Weekend. That's you know I've had uh, we've had this forge group that we that we've. Uh, that we had for we've had for a few years, um, but here is a space where all of that pressure goes away, and we just get to enjoy company, um, have real authentic fellowship. When we need to talk about stuff that's serious, we talk about stuff that's serious, but there's no script to it, and I think that's an important aspect of it because there's no formulas and scripts with God and the way He works. Yeah. With us, so why are we sitting here trying to, to 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 formulate a specific way that things have to be done, you know? And like you said a moment ago, Bible reading and the Bible studies and all that stuff is important. You have to know Scripture. You have to be able to learn that stuff and step into that stuff because it's an essential part of our of of, of our growth, of our connection with God. Um, 
um, through his word. Um, but I, I would venture to say, and if you just look at the uh, the life of Jesus and the way he modeled, um, how much, uh, just think about how much life on life was done on those walks between cities. Yeah. Because those weren't just couple hour trips those were days so lots of nights by the campfire lots of night nights with with, with this um this uh, group of goobers that he uh brought alongside him and, and that's <laughs> that's the word that came to me just then but that's you know he he brought this group of ragamuffins together and um and they learned from him and and but just think of the way that life was done there was it wasn't a scripted thing you know, and there's there is ability to just to 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 be together, and and I think that's an important aspect of the way um, that group has um, worked for us, and it, it's it brings it does bring a lot of joy, and it's invited more um, others into the conversation that may not have been a part of it otherwise, yeah. um, because there's no. It's it's not a pressure filled thing. There's no no shaming. If you don't want to enjoy a cigar, you don't have to enjoy a cigar. If you don't want to drink anything, you don't have to. We're not. It's not about the drink. It's not about the cigar. It's about the time together. And that, yeah. I think that's that's in and of itself has been um, such a huge and glorious aspect of 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 being, being able to keep that going. And um, and it's it's it brings total joy uh, to our lives. I think. And, uh, yeah, so I just think uh, that we, um, that's 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 where I am with that. And there, there's so many things we could point to, um, Chris, when, when we're talking about joy and, 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 and the things that, that we've done, the things that we do, the things that we want to maybe try uh, to do in our lives. But um, it's got to be a central part. I think that's an important thing. That's why we, we you know, I think that's why you know, I feel like God's kind of led us into having this conversation here and sharing it with all of you is that, um, you've got to be able to find joy because right now the world is hell bent against you having joy. Every, everything you look at, um, from, and God bless you for getting, for going to a dumb phone. <laughs> I still love to tease them about trying to make them try to text on that thing, even though it's getting used to it, but you know, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, but at the same time, it, it's so good because it helped, it's helped you disconnect a little bit more from, from all that, that daily chaos because the biggest temptation you have right now is when you wake up in the morning, what is on your phone feed? What's on your social media feed? What's on your whatever? And all you're going to see is stuff that, that completely draws you back yeah. from, from all that. From, and um, from, 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 from God, from, from goodness, because it just it wreaks havoc on the soul. Yeah. It absolutely does. And, and you cannot... Um, and when you're sucked in all that, there's there's no way to really be able to hear from God. There's no way to real be able to be connected with Him in all that. So, um, right now in the world we're living in, joy is a, it is a significant thing that we have to really learn to 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 make a part of our daily lives. Um, um, we have to try to find it, find joy, even when it's hard. Even I mean, and. Um, when it doesn't seem like anything good is going on because the truth of the matter at all of all that and all that is that God is at work and his goodness is going to show in, in the midst of, 
whatever you're dealing with. And trust me, friends, when, when I say that, um, you know, we've walked through a lot. My wife and I and our family in the last uh, year and a half have walked through quite a bit. And I know we're not the only ones. I mean, I went with, I, I was, I was without a job for eight months. I went through a very tough season with that. Um, uh, we've had a lot of health problems, uh, uh, with my son. Um, we've had loss in our family uh, and, and all kinds of things that have happened that have really done a number on our hearts in a lot of ways. And that's why God has really brought us back to that, the importance of joy in the midst of all of that. Um, because we know this won't be the last time we find difficulty and trouble. So that's that's where I am. I mean, I don't know what you want. You can respond to that if you have any thoughts on that or anything. Not a whole lot. I mean, the only other thing I hear with that is that in order to cultivate joy, it's not just a matter of working hard to create a space. It is also working hard to kick things out that we're inhabiting your space, like talking about the phone. Um, and for me, like I, I will recommend going to a dumb phone to anybody. No, I do not think it inherently makes you more righteous. Um, but I will say two to three weeks off of my, off of my smartphone, my mind is so much calmer. I'm not snapping at my kids as much i'm getting more work done at work um and not necessarily because i'm not spending time on my phone but just my whole way of approaching life is so much more measured and paced it's not intense it's not trying to get everything done because i have the technology to get it all done it's it's very measured and Basically saying, it's okay. It will get done. It won't get done right this instant. It won't be as, you know, you know, it won't spread across the world. That's not your job. Your job is to get this done right here, right now. That's it. Um, so just, guys, when you think about trying to cultivate an environment where joy is possible, think about maybe starting to rain outside, don't just think about what you should add to your environment. Also think about the things that need to get taken away. Um, so maybe it's the TV, maybe it's the phone, maybe it's, um, you know, cancel certain uh, channel subscriptions uh, uh, on, your, on your streaming services. There, there's a whole myriad of things. Uh, maybe, hey guys, uh, get out of your garage and go play with your kids. Hey guys, maybe it's a stop, you know, spending so much time just in the house and go out to your garage. Like it's it literally can go both ways. So that's really all I got. I don't I don't think I mean unless you have something else, Richard, I think that's really all we have. We've got a anvil weekend that we're planning for. That's that's actually what you guys are in the middle of right now. We're meeting and uh planning out this stuff and we wanted to sort of just bring you guys in on the conversation and where our hearts are at. So you can look forward to that Amble Weekend. We'll be doing that in November. 
what are the dates again, Richard? So the anvil is November 12th through the 15th. And it's, it's, we're so excited about it because we're going to a new location. It's called Strong Rock Camp and Retreat Center in North, in, uh, North Georgia. Uh, around the foothills of the Appalachians. It's just a gorgeous camp. We got to go up there this past weekend and really um, look around and kind of get our bearings of how things would lay out for us um, as we get together. But we're just excited about um, having you join us. And it's, it's going to be a good time. And um, when you think about the, the craziness as we were talking about that this world is throwing at us, this is an opportune time to just stop to breathe, to invite God in and just uh, and, and, and see maybe what he wants to show you, what he wants to do in your life um, uh, and lead you into next year in, 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 in the coming year, the coming years, uh, for whatever time you have left on this side of eternity. So that's, I'd really encourage you to join us. So uh, deep and where, yeah, where can they go to sign up for that? Yeah. You were just hitting that. I was just about to say it. Yep, yep. So to sign up, deeprootsministries.org slash Anvil Bootcamp. And we'll have the link in this podcast episode so you can click on it and pull it up. But deeprootsministries.org slash Anvil Bootcamp. That's where you can read all about the weekend. Um, and, and, and you can register right online and everything's set up. We, we went through a much more streamlined process this time around, which I love uh, to be able to get you registered. So... Uh, plenty of space um, available, and we just want to encourage you men to join us uh, for this weekend. So that's that's really where we are um, right now, and, and we'll continue these conversations. We'll share more as uh, as we go along, even as we're maybe as we're planning the weekend. We'll kind of share maybe kind of what God's showing us as we get ready for it. Um, so that's really uh, all we have for this week, and then um, so yeah, we'll look forward to just having more of these conversations and seeing you back here on the on the deep roots podcast and, um, so chris you want to wrap it up is there anything else you want to say no better wrap up could be done richard uh, bye-bye we'll see you soon